Hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another live stream on Friday. Welcome back to the studio, to the lab, to the lair. Um, as always, I'm going to sit here and jaw for a minute while everybody hops in. I will say up top here, if you're watching this after the fact, um, thanks for watching another video. This will be our last live stream of 2021. It has been an epic year here on YouTube, and I am sad and excited at the same time, I guess, to uh, close it out, uh, put a little bookmark on this year. It's been an amazing year and uh, excited to move into 2022 and see how things go. So I, uh, I dropped a video yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday about kind of like the growth I've seen this year. It's been crazy. Uh, across all platforms. It's been just bananas. So, uh, pretty good year. I cannot lie. Um, Hey, what's up you guys, Justin, what's up, dude. Thanks for hopping in broken tea. What's up? Happy holidays to you. Thank you for being here, man. Um, Hey Tom, love the channel following your steps for running conversion ads for Facebook. Okay. Is a hundred dollars enough of a warm up to start running conversion ads. Um, yeah, that should be fine. I like to go to 140 because that puts you at $10 a day for two weeks, but $100 should be okay. It's really more than the dollar amount. It is more about the length of time, I think, to kind of like get into that safe zone. So I would try to do it for a full two weeks. So if you want to do like 50 bucks a week for two weeks, 50 bucks for an awareness campaign, and then 50 bucks for a traffic campaign, I think that would be cool but I would not try to run like a hundred dollars inside of one week and then jump to conversion. So try to like make it a little bit longer if you can. Um, broken tea, I uh, count finding your channel is one of my positives for the year. Oh man. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that, dude. I'm glad you found me. Um, yeah, it's been, wow. It has been a crazy, crazy big year for this channel. Um, we went from, just under 5,000 followers at the beginning of the year. It was like 48 or 4,900. And now we are, we're on track. I mean, based on the current growth of like how many subscribers are joining the channel daily, um, we should probably cross 15,000 right at the new year. So that means the channel will have tripled in size in one year, which is... It's nuts. Um, hey, Zarvi, what's up? Happy holidays to you too. Uh, thanks for hopping into the live stream today. Um, Justin, cool. Cool, man. Glad that helps. Uh, thanks for asking the question, dude. And thanks for hopping in so quickly, like right when I went live. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been like, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you guys watched the, the video I posted yesterday, but, um, it was, uh, let's see, uh, like, 200% growth, I guess. I always get get this kind of confused, the math. It's like, so if it doubles, that's 100% growth. If it triples, that's 200% growth. And it like, I don't know, my brain's not like, for some reason that doesn't make sense. I feel like if it triples, it should be 300% growth, but it's not. Um, so yeah, like 200% growth here on YouTube, like six or 700% growth on Spotify, crazy. And almost doubling, almost 100% growth on um, uh, Instagram, which is also just crazy. Hey, Frank Joshua, what's up, dude? Hey, I got your email right before I went live. Um, I'm glad everything's working, man. I'm glad that it all worked out. I checked 
those links you sent me and um both of them worked on my end the landing page and your website so um i'm glad we were able to get that sorted out man uh i've been helping frank out on um which is his uh, pseudonym, by the way. Uh, but I'll refer to you as Frank in here. I've been helping Frank with uh, his campaigns, um, with uh, some consultation stuff. So um, I'm glad that that has worked out, man. Uh, thanks for hopping in and letting me know. Um, yeah, so if if it doesn't work, hit me up. It should all work just fine um, based on what I checked out and what we talked about this week. So it should all be ready to roll. Um, <clears throat> did you have the problems we had with anyone else? I had the SS. I had an SSL certificate problem with one other person, and we solved it by signing up for a website so that the website would issue the certificate, kind of like we did with you. But I have not had anybody else have the extent of the domain problems that you had. So that's why I think it is the domain provider that you signed up through, and not necessarily one of the other tools, because that's the only time I've seen it, and it's the only time I've run into those problems. So my brain just goes, well, that's got to be it. Um, it might not be, but might be. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I'm glad you got it sorted. So your campaign should work just fine now, um, I believe. And if it doesn't, then you know where to find me. I'll be happy to help. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a good year. Uh, it's been crazy this year. Uh, I think Spotify, we're about to cross about 9,000 followers. And um I have some like, I have a bunch of stuff planned for 2022 already. I have a lot of thoughts and ideas about what I want to explore here on the channel, how I want to kind of extrapolate out from what we're covering here on YouTube into, into Instagram a little bit more, being a little bit better about that. I want to lean into some short form video, I think a little bit better. I suck at that real big and I want to get better at that. So I'll be playing around with TikTok again. Um, I'll be playing around with reels. I'll be playing around with shorts here on YouTube and just test that stuff and see what happens and report on it. Just kind of like I always do. Um, let's see. Uh, thanks for all the help and, uh, great to get it looked over one more time. Yeah, man, you're very welcome, dude. I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm glad that it worked out. <laughs> I was a little worried yesterday. Um, let's see, Zarvi. I can't watch my crypto portfolio. <laughs> yeah. November was euphoric to be honest, but now only bloodbath, nothing else, dude, for true though. <laughs> um, but that's like the world of crypto, right? It's just like, it's, high highs and low lows and you just have to kind of like not pay attention to it in between. That's what I've been doing. Um, I, I haven't really been looking at, it. I've been focused on building, um, ever since everything started turning into the red, I've just been exploring a lot of like a lot of different blockchains, a lot of different NFT platforms, a lot of different tools for creation. And a, I'm like making a, a whole list of things that I'm want to cover on the channel next year specifically that will help us as artists in web three. I really want to talk a lot about that stuff. Very bullish on it. Um, let's see, uh, Kalebo. Hey Tom and everyone. Hey, what's up, dude? Thanks for being here, man. Uh, Emmanuel, what's up? Uh, Hey Tom, how's it going? Hope you're good. It's been a while. Happy to be here, man. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for hopping in today. Um, yeah, I'm good, dude. Uh, just like putting kind of a bookend on, an amazing year. Um, just everything that has happened this year 
My face looks hilarious when I do that. Scratch my nose, by the way. <laughs> I just could see myself right below the camera. Um, yeah, it's been nuts. Um, I think we've been doing this live stream for just over a year now, too, which is cool. Um, so that's been rolling. Like, I'm glad that habit has stuck for me. Um, I'm excited to take this in a slightly new direction next year. Uh, I definitely want to keep answering questions and um, keep, you know, providing as much value as I can, but also want to start making more stuff live. Um, digging into here, uh, retooling how this whole thing looks, you know, all these overlays, it's over here, overlays and things like that and where they're going to be and, um, you know, figuring it out. But I want to like produce music on the stream make some NFTs on the stream, um, do some graphic design on the stream, like dig into ads on the stream, dig into e-commerce and Shopify on the stream and answer questions while also being able to like show what I'm talking about. Um, so like if somebody's like, what does your Spotify growth campaign look like? I can be like, well, let's take a look and then hop over and we'll go look at my Spotify growth campaign and we'll see what it looks like. Um, so I'm excited to be, to be able to do some of that stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, Frank, I missed you. Uh, and congrats on what you're doing here. It's really awesome and helpful for us all, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. I'm glad that it's been helpful. Um, let's see Zarvi. When will you release a new, your new song? Excited. I love it. Um, so I'm going to release the first song in my waterfall release strategy. Uh, let's see. Look at my calendar Friday, January 21st. So it will be Friday, January 21st, I will start releasing the beginning of EP number one. Now, keep in mind, these are all, I'm going to be re-releasing eight songs that I've released as singles, but I'm going to be doing them as a waterfall, two waterfall EPs, and then leading up to a full length. And I'm going to release it all as a full length album. So that's what I'm going to be doing as Tom Dupree the third, the artist this year, um, starting January 21st, and then I will be releasing a song every month or every four weeks, I should say, for um, for five cycles. So January 21st will be song song one, technically two songs. So I'm putting an intro and an outro on the record to make the record 10 songs long. To do a waterfall release uh, and reuse the same songs and the same titles if i were if i were to drop one song on january the way i'm titling the releases if you drop just one song at a time the name of the release like the album it's technically the single but the album has to be the same title as this as the track but i want the track to be the same title as it was before but i want the release to be a different title so I have to add a second song. So I've gone ahead and started with the intro plus the existing song on the first one. So you've got an intro, existing track, and then a new release title. So it'll be two songs on January 21st, uh, three songs four weeks later, four songs, and then five songs. And then I'm going to take, so it'll be like four full-length songs plus an intro, so five songs. And then on the next cycle, I'm going to re-release all of that exact same thing and title it the title of the EP. And then use the best one from those four songs that I've pushed that's been the most successful in the past four months and use that to push the EP. So that's my plan. And then I'm going to do the exact same thing, but in reverse order for the second EP. 
So I'm going to start with the outro in the last song and then back it back up and then drop the last EP or the, the second EP with the most successful of those four songs to push that EP. And then I'm going to take all 10 of them and release them as an album and take the number one best performing song out of all 10 of those songs, which is probably going to be Lions or Hero, let's be honest, and push that as the single for the album release. And so every time I'll be using either the song I'm releasing, pushing to release Radar, when I release EPs, the best of the four songs to push to release Radar and Discover Weekly and editorials. And then for the album, the best song that I have released so far will push the whole 10 song body of work. That's my plan for this next year. I've already scheduled the first EP. All of that is already scheduled, uploaded, scheduled, ready to be released. I'm going to schedule the second EP. My plan is to schedule the second EP here on the live stream. I want to walk through all of it here on stream and show you all how I do it. And then I'm going to be doing limited edition NFT drops for every single release that I do for these two EPs and then for the album in total. I'm still working out what that looks like, but I'm going to, like whether it's multiple collections, like a collection for each song, a collection for each EP and a collection for the album, or whether it's one gigantic album collection that has all this stuff in there that just appears. Like every time I drop a song, there'll be a one of one uh, NFT for that track, maybe plus a multiple edition NFT, you know, one with like three copies or five copies or 10 copies. Uh, and all of which will probably have some sort of like downloadable content behind the NFT. I want to do that throughout the year and I want to build that on the stream as much as I can as well. So I, I want y'all to be able to like participate with me as I do these things. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Uh, Emmanuel, congrats on all your success this year. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you. Thanks for doing these videos. The little I implement, I can see a difference from when I stop. Man, that's awesome. I'm glad that it's working. Uh, thanks for watching and thanks for taking what I am sharing here and, and applying it rather than just like watching it and being like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad that it is like resonating enough to want to like put it to test in your own world. Um, Frank, okay. Can you say a bit more about how the waterfall works? Yeah, sure, man. So um, I do have a video on this um, and it's, I think it's called like the waterfall release strategy explained, but basically it's, let's say I want to release a, a, a five song EP like I'm talking about. Um, so. I can release song number one, or I'll, I'll, I'll start like this. Song, song number one is released. My next release will be song number one and song number two. So now I have two releases up. When this release goes live with two songs, I'll pull down this release. So now I just have one release up. Now this release is up. I release the next release with three songs. When this goes live, I'll pull this release down. So now I only have one release up with all three songs. And I do that over and over until I get to all five songs. And then we have a five song EP and I'm able to use each next song to promote all the songs. And because I use the same ISRC code and the same song titles, all of that data compounds on itself over time. So when I release the five song EP, song number one has technically been released five times and all of the data from those songs, oh, it looks like my camera just pooped out. 
all of the data from those songs. Uh, I'll keep talking about this while I restart my camera. So all the data from those songs will um, compound and will show up underneath that track every time I um, put out the next release. So sorry that the video is out, guys. I'm restarting it. It's uh, being weird today for some reason. Um, so it like basically you're able to compound the data that you have over time while still releasing just one track to push every time. So you get the benefit of like multiple releases kind of getting added to one song every single time. So there we go. Video back. <laughs> I remember the first time that happened, my camera went out on the stream. I was like panic attack. Like, Oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> but now I'm like, I guess used to it. <laughs> so maybe that's something I'll work on in the holiday. It's <laughs> figuring out how to stop that from happening again. Um, so yeah, that's how it works. Um, let's see. Five music. Hey Tom, I love your lives. This is the perfect moment to share findings on Facebook ads for Spotify. Cool. I've been noticing something lately I wanted to share. Okay. I've been running ads for multiple songs for a long time. It seems like in discover weekly songs are limited to three. Maybe I didn't push my ads far, but I wanted to know if you or someone here can confirm. Um, I cannot confirm that. I also can't deny that, but my guess is that it is not limited to three. I think that as long as your songs have a popularity score of 30 or above, they are eligible. My guess is it is a combination of uh, listenership and saves and stream rate and all those different things that factor into uh, a song getting pushed on a per song basis. So I don't like take, for example, Ed Sheeran. I don't think that Ed Sheeran only has three songs that are getting bumped on Discover Weekly every week. My guess is his entire catalog gets bumped on it every single week. Again, that's a guess, but that is my guess because his songs probably have a, you know, 90% popularity score or something insane. So they're probably all getting a bump every single week. It's kind of just like a little self-fulfilling feedback loop. The more songs you get on it, the easier it becomes to get more songs on it, I think, because you're getting more popularity, more listeners, more followers, more streams of your whole catalog. And it just, it gets easier over time. So again, I can't confirm or deny with actual evidence, but I believe that you can have as many songs on discover weekly as you can, based on what I know and understand. Um, you can only have one song on release radar every week based on what I know and understand. Um, so that, that, well, at a time you can only push one to release radar. Let me say that. Um, I think you can have multiple songs on release radar if, you know, depending on the consuming music consumption habits of your audience. So like sometimes you might have somebody who rarely listens to their release radar and they're listening to it, you know, for the first time in a month and they're hearing a song that was on there last month, even though you just dropped a new one and maybe they haven't listened to that one yet, but the, the new one has gotten pushed wide. So, so that's why there's some overlap there. Sometimes you'll see multiple tracks on release radar. Um, all right. Uh, Ariel. Hey, Tom. Hey. Uh, so since, uh, I hope you're doing well, by the way, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, so since Facebook always recommends merging my cold audience ad set, my warm audience ad set, is it worth it? Does it work having both cold and warm on the same ad set? Um, it 
no, technically, no, it's not going to work great because when you include that warm audience, I'm, I'm assuming that when, when you say warm audience, you're meaning like lookalike and custom audiences because that's basically what warm audiences are. So if you include your lookalike in your custom audiences and then you narrow for your like cold targeting, well, this would have been the case before expansions were automatic. So let's go down that thread for a second. You'd have your lookalikes and your customs, and then you'd narrow for Spotify, and then you'd narrow for similar artists. Technically speaking, you're only going to be looking at people who like Spotify and this artist inside of your lookalikes. So simply by way of setting it up, by nature of the setup, that entire audience is now warm. And you've just narrowed the warm audience even further. But everybody in the pool of opportunity is warm. But now that they've introduced mandatory lookalike and detailed targeting expansion, I suppose theoretically it could work and it would look outside of that. But then I think the argument at that point is like, why am I even including all these things anyway? It's just going to confuse the system. Based on how finicky Facebook ads can be sometimes when you like try to compound things, like if you do, you know, Spotify narrow for these artists, exclude this, but it has to also match this, that usually trips things up, at least in our world and what we do. Facebook ads will be like, okay, this is, this is too much information. I can't do all this. And this feels like another scenario where that might happen. So if that's what you're getting recommended from Facebook, I wouldn't do it. Um, if anything, I would turn one off. If they're trying to get you to merge them because they're saying that, you know, they're redundant, pick the better one and turn it and turn the other one off. That's what I would probably do. In fact, that is what I do do when that happens. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, Zarvi, what's the coolest thing you learned recently, which is fun to work during music production? Okay. For me, adding harmonies to main instruments like lead vocals, harmonies are crazy good. Yeah, uh, harmonies is harmonies take me a while, I will admit. I do not have a natural ear for harmonies. There, I mean, I know dudes who just, you give them a melody and they can tell you exactly what the third and fifth are, like sing it to you. They know exactly what's going on. It's no big deal to them. I am not that way. I have to play it on piano and play the whole melody out on piano so I know which notes I'm going to. And it's tough. <laughs> um, so harmonies take me a while. I would say the coolest thing that I've learned recently when it comes to making music, um, producing music specifically, is probably how, how important EQ and compression are at every single level in the mixing and mastering process. That to me is really cool how you can take I, I, for, for the longest time. I had a very difficult time in the final mix and master portion of my process of getting things to be loud enough without getting muddy. Or if I could get it loud enough, it sounded thin. I had a very difficult time with that. But since I have learned how to, instead of like, rolling off EQ like in the low end of the spectrum because that's where your mud comes from and that's where it starts to like peak out for the most part when you squeeze it tight at the mastering level 
rather than rolling something off at like say a hundred, put a low shelf on it and pull it out or put your high pass filter on it and set the cue much more gradual so that you can still, you'll still get like, if you have big toms, like doom, which I have a lot of in my music, um, I, for a while I was, the only thing I could figure out how to do was to like completely roll that off. And so the toms would sound thin and not powerful, but it was the only way I could get the song loud enough. But now I've learned that I can keep the character of that drum by putting a low shelf on there and lessening the cue on the high pass filter to still get the character and the body and the power in that drum so that when it squeezes tight, it sits right in the unmixed version. It might sound a little bit thin, but when I get all the way up to the mastering level, because I have EQ'd and compressed appropriately at the individual track level at the um, submix level, and then at the two channel master level. Now that drum has the character that it originally had when I just played it in as the sample, which is a mixed sample, which sounds perfect as is. So I have to take that mixed sample, pull some low end out, and then recompress it back up to the final stage so that now here it sounds like a powerfully compressed version of the original version with the same character. And that, that excites me. Being able to figure out that process is very, very cool. So that has been a lot of fun figuring that out lately. I've been, I've been having a good time with that. Hey, John, what's up, dude? I uh, thought you were off the rest of the year. Today is my last day and then I'm off for the rest of the year. I may have posted a pre- a bit premature on Instagram today <laughs> saying that I was done. Um, but yeah, today's, today is the last day of me, like not being in here. Like I'm for the next couple of weeks, I'll be in and out. Um, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're home for Christmas, uh, in the new year, but, um, I want to like kind of take a detached form of work approach for two weeks where I'm not as much like in the like keeping up with the day-to-day things that need to happen and more like able to do a lot of really deep work, like producing, writing, making content, making videos, updating websites, uh, making NFTs, doing a lot of like just creative work. And I want to set myself up for success so that when the new year rolls around, I will be way ahead of the eight ball. Ideally, I would love to have content batch for at least the first month or two of the year so that I can like stay ahead because I've learned that that's the way to do it. You just for years, I've I played the like catch up game of like, all right, well, I got to think of an Instagram post today and I've got to make it today and then I've got to post it today. And I've since learned this sounds so simple, but um, I can get a lot more done more effectively and make better content if I make a month's worth of Instagram posts in one day and then schedule them. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, green Woju. Uh, Hey Tom, who is your biggest inspiration? Man, that's a good question. Um, I would say on the music front, probably Mike Shinoda from Lincoln park. Um, let's see. Uh, Oh, I missed the notification. I think somebody followed. Maybe that was you, Green Moju. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I have my thing set differently, so I can't see all those notifications. Um, 
so let's see, Kaleba, this goes in this, uh, your question too, Yoti. Who are some of your favorite bands and artists just interested in them? Okay, so I would say the biggest creative inspiration for me is Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park because Mike does what he wants, and I've always loved that. Um, he is a very creative dude, visually, musically. I mean, he's written blockbuster songs. He makes really cool visual art. He's very talented at that. But he's also very, very business savvy. And I respect that and I admire that and I seek to emulate that to a certain degree. Um, like they have, he and the Lincoln Park guys have, I think it's called Machine Shop Ventures. They have their own venture capital fund where they invest in startups and tech companies. And that is just so cool to me. Um, they have always made really smart moves with like, community and fan club like they've done their lp underground for like 20 21 years now um well you know an exclusive fan community which now nfts are basically working to build a lot of that functionality they've been doing that for two decades so i love the way he does things uh, i love that he is not afraid to take risks and he does a lot of different projects and just kind of does what he wants as an artist i think that's really cool um along with that is lincoln park as a band I love that band. I've always loved that band. I will always love that band. Um, ever since I heard that opening riff for One Step Closer, I was hooked. <laughs> and it's just, that's been my band ever since. Um, so outside of those guys, um, I love Seven Dust. Uh, Seven Dust was one of my favorite bands growing up. They are a metal band from Atlanta. Um, my high school art teacher like knew them from when he was younger. And so we always felt like we had a kind of connection with them. We sought to like kind of emulate them in my high school band, making music that was kind of similar. And they're, they're super heavy, but they're also, they have really good melodies um, and big choruses. And that you, you'll probably, if you've ever listened to seven dust in Lincoln park, my music will make a lot of sense to you. Um, next I would say uh Elenium. I like Elenium a lot. I think his methodology for making tracks and building songs is really cool. Um, I can tell that he comes from a similar world as I do with um, his inspirations. Like I can tell he probably came up on a lot of the same like emo punk pop metal rock music that I did in the like late nineties, early two thousands. So that's cool. Um, I also like the chain smokers a lot. I think that they have really excellent pop sensibility. I think their producing is great. Honestly think they're really, really good songwriters their ability to tell stories with their music is something that you don't hear as much in pop music. You hear that in country a lot. And I think they're really good at bringing that storytelling in music over to pop. Um, I would certainly be super remiss if I did not say uh, that I'm a huge fan of tonic, which is the band I used to play drums for. Uh, I am a massive fan of Emerson and his songwriting ability. He is one of the best songwriters I've ever seen, ever had the pleasure of knowing. Um, so to be able to work with him and call him a friend and see his process up close was very, very illuminating for me. That was really inspiring to be around. Um, let's see. Getting out of that, I love classical music. Um, I'm a big fan of like chill piano. Um, I love listening to like Vivaldi, the four seasons. Sometimes I love, you know, listening to Beethoven, Mozart, that stuff blows my mind. Um, I listen to lo-fi a lot. Uh, most of the day throughout the day while I'm working, I'm listening to lo-fi beats. 
Um, I like Chris Puncelon. He's a YouTuber. He makes good music. I like Eldre. He's good. Um, there are a lot of guys. Uh, I've been listening to a dude named No Gimmicks lately. N-O-G-Y-M-Y-X, I believe is how you spell it. Um, he's got some really cool stuff. Um, he's got really good cover art too, which is like anime, very simple, almost like childlike anime. Um, but then like his Spotify canvases are like a little animated version of that, which I get a lot of inspiration from. I think that's really neat. Um, I love the stuff like lo-fi girl. When you go and like watch the like 24 hour streams and stuff, it's just like, like, you know, the girl at the desk who's drawing, it's just a little looping thing very slight animations. I love that stuff. I think it's super cool. I'm all about that vibe and like that lo-fi aesthetic with, you know, rain in the background. I get a lot of inspiration from that. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I know I'm leaving a lot of artists out that I listen to a lot and that I love. Um, let's see on the hip hop front. Um, I love outcast. Uh, outcast is one of my favorite groups ever. I think they're super talented. Um, also being from right outside of Atlanta, I grew up basically in the Atlanta scene. So I got to watch that happen in real time to a certain degree. Same with like Lil John. I got to watch that. I mean, I remember getting Lil John mixtapes on burn CDs in like middle school before they were anybody. It was when he was Lil John on the East side boys. Um, him like Lil John. I grew up on that, uh, like project Pat, pastor Troy. <laughs> this is all like Southern hip hop. Uh, and uh, I don't know, like all that stuff. I think you can hear a fair amount of trap in what I do. And that's where that comes from, because I grew up listening to that stuff, like playing Goldeneye on N64, listening to like Master P and <laughs> like all those guys I just mentioned. Like that was my life after high school or after school in high school and middle school. Like my friends and I would go skating. We would play Goldeneye. And we would listen to whatever the thing was that was cool in Atlanta at the time that nobody else knew about. And we had a burn CD. Um, so that all, all of that plays into like what I make now. Um, the like probably the way I think about vocal rhythms, how I create drum tracks that those two things are definitely have hip hop roots from Georgia. Um, the big choruses is definitely seven dust in Lincoln park. The synths is probably, uh, Alenium and, uh, the chain smokers. Um, and then, you know, some of the more like epicness, I guess, uh, is probably my love of classical music, like big movements. I don't know. Um, long winded answer, but yeah, that's all the stuff that I love and that inspires me. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Thank you, Tom. I was watching the waterfall release video. Cool. A bit late on it to use distro kid to distribute your music. Um, so I don't, I use a muse. I tried to switch back to DistroKid. I, I switched to a muse to change my artist name. I tried to move my catalog back to DistroKid. Um, and I couldn't do it because there was conflicting metadata now that I've changed my name and they won't let me re-upload to my account without starting a new artist page. So I've been in a muse ever since. And I love a muse. Um, I've, I've been super happy there. Uh, I, I do wish that I could be on DistroKid for consistency's sake because I love DistroKid. I support DistroKid. I love being able to partner with DistroKid and make, make videos. And I don't ever want anybody to think, well, well, he talks about it, but he doesn't use it. I would use DistroKid if I could switch my catalog back, but I can't. So I'm using Amuse. But I don't consider Amuse 
my second choice either. They are both tied for number one for me because I like Amuse for very different reasons um, and highly recommend it as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Ariel, okay. was I was not expecting to have to delete the previous release as it goes. And also was wondering if by deleting you... Del- if by deleting you delete the music from all services or just Spotify, um, you don't have to delete. If you want to leave them up, you don't, you can, you don't have to. That's just what most people do when they implement this strategy, but you certainly don't have to, you can leave it all up when you do delete it. It doesn't delete it from just Spotify. It deletes it everywhere. Um, but if you don't want to have to, if you don't want to take that step, just leave it up. In fact, I might just leave it up for my music I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to commit to that right now, but I've I've thought about maybe just leaving it up throughout the year so people can see the journey after the fact, but I suppose the value is really going to be in watching it in real time. So I don't know. We'll see, but you don't, all I have to say, you don't have to delete it. Um, and you owned head on straight. That's awesome. Um, I love that record. Um, I think my favorite record is sugar, but head on straight is, is a good one. That's a good record. Um, I loved playing those songs. <laughs> uh, Broken Tea, just did a quick search of you. You should consider creating a Wikipedia page for yourself. Yeah, I, I've thought about that, but I didn't know if... Are you supposed to make a Wikipedia page for yourself? <laughs> no, if you're supposed to wait until somebody else did it, uh, I will look into that. That's a good idea. I'll, I will look into making a Wikipedia page for myself. Thanks for the um, heads up on that, dude. Uh, Dizzler, what's up, man? Um, I've watched like 30 of your videos since I discovered you last month, dude. That's what's up. I love it. Uh, great to catch you live. How you doing, man? I am great. Thank you for hopping into the live stream and thank you for watching all those videos. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that they have been valuable enough to want to keep going down the rabbit hole. So thank you for being here on the channel and thanks for hopping in, dude. Um, Zarvi, uh, I had a muse, but they have only limited stores options. So I use root note. Okay. They have almost the same store options district kid and they're free. Okay. I'll check out root note. Um, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm so ingrained and amused. It's like the, you know, it becomes a moat eventually once you have enough work because moving everything over to another thing is a huge pain. Um, and I'm the type of person I like order. <laughs> So I don't, I don't like having like bits of my catalog here, bits of my catalog there. I would rather have it in one central location. I also like, you know, I feel kind of invested in Amuse a little bit because like two, three years ago, when I was doing a podcast uh, called the music stuff show, we had Diego, the CEO of Amuse on our podcast and he just could not have been a nicer dude. And he kind of won me over and I felt like he was a friend by the end of it. He was just so personable and it made me want for him to win. So I feel confident in using his product and his company because I like to see good people win and he seems like a good dude. So that's kind of how it is. Um, I asked cause you, uh, you've not mentioned, uh, on the tonic page. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you could link their page and grab whatever traffic it gets. Just a thought you should create your own, own your narrative, dude. That's for real. Yeah. Definitely own the narrative, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool not being on the tonic one. It's not a big deal. Um, it doesn't really bother me. You know, somebody else can go update it if they want. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, 
I'm just here doing me. <laughs> um, but I will probably make one. That's a good idea. Because I know you can link it in your Spotify for Artists uh, about section as well, which would be a good call. Let's see. Seek Truth. Looks like I'm late. All good, man. Uh, I just saw your video an hour ago and found out about Fridays. Okay. I'm an artist from the Bahamas. Cool. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, love communities like this where I can learn or share with other producers, beat makers, and artists. Dude, you found the right one, dude. Welcome. Uh, thanks for hopping into the stream. I'm glad you found us, man. Uh, I found you by an audius video. I'm so grateful I found your channel. Dude, that's killer. Thanks, Sarvi. I'm glad you found me, man. Um, yeah, in 2022, I want to do a lot more Web3 videos. It's going to be an interesting balance uh, for the channel because I want to continue discussing Facebook ads. I want to start getting into Shopify specifically for what we do. There's a lot of Shopify videos out there, but almost all of them are like about drop shipping, drop shipping and starting your own e-commerce brand and store. And it kind of applies, but it's not really what we do. It's kind of like how there are a ton of Facebook ads people out there, but there's only a few of us who are really talking about Facebook ads for music. And there is a significant difference in using Facebook ads to promote our music on Spotify than there is using Facebook ads to like get leads for a dental office or whatever. So very like community specific. So I want to get community specific on e-commerce and Shopify. Um, and maybe other platforms too. I don't know. I just use Shopify because that's what I use. And um, that's the most popular one, I think. Um, but I want, so I want to keep talking about that. But then I also want to expand out into a lot more Web3 stuff. I am very passionate about that. I am very bullish on that. I am very excited about that. I personally do not believe NFTs and crypto are going anywhere. I believe they are here to stay. I believe it is the future of the internet and creating revenue as an artist. And I want to explore a lot more of that stuff here on this channel to highlight things that I think are useful and that I am choosing to use and test. Because just in my own experience, like I've been reading and researching stuff to kind of create a list of things to talk about on this channel next year in Web3. And it's overwhelming how many things there are. There are so many platforms and there are so many apps and there are so many tokens and so many NFTs and it's easy to get lost. And so I want to navigate all of that in my own kind of nerdery and pull out the things I think are useful so that just like with like the Spotify artist accelerator, I was able to take all of my musings over a year of Facebook ads and condense them into one course I want to be able to take all the stuff that could work for us in Web3 and condense them down into a few things that do work and talk about them. And then if that ends up turning into a course, great. If not, great. It doesn't matter. But I want to find the things that work, whether it's you know making NFTs on OpenSea on Polygon or making NFTs on Digitalize on Solana or whatever in between finding that stuff that works and talking about that and sharing that. That's what I want to do. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Kalebo, would you consider a release sometime with no Facebook ads to see what effect all the prior ads have had on your organic reach? I'd be interested to see the totes understand why you wouldn't want to. 
Yeah, I might not do that. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I I do have in the back of my mind. I'm I'm going to be doing a heavy release strategy next year with all my songs to drop an album. But I have in the back of my mind that I want to take a few more shots on goal to to talk about some other stuff than just those 10 songs. And so what, one thing I've been considering is maybe bringing back TD3 as an artist. That way I'm not disrupting Tom Dupree the third as an artist in this whole cycle that we've got planned that I think is going to be really fruitful. Bringing back TD3 as an artist and using that as sort of like a catch-all for like doing all the stuff that I want to try and test that isn't like Tom Dupree, Tom Dupree the third as an artist and a brand on Spotify has kind of a very specific niche and a very specific art direction and a cohesive body of work. And I want to keep that. It's important to me. And even though I tell people release what you want under your profile, I don't want to pollute the data of this next year that we have planned. So I'm thinking about bringing back TD three cause I still have the account and maybe just making like some lo-fi and some um, like ambient music just kind of all together, just whatever comes out and using that as a catch all and just releasing music kind of like not on a schedule, but just whenever I feel like it, we can make some stuff here live, make an NFT of the song, drop the song, post the NFT. And these can be like little in between experiments to like test things where I don't want to put so much skin in the game. Maybe I don't know, just a thought, but maybe with that, I'll do it ad free for a little while, even though that doesn't achieve what you're asking at all, because there won't be any built in, uh, momentum there, but, or maybe I'll run ads and then stop running ads on that. So I'm not like taking the chances, Tom Dupree, the third, I don't know. These are all things I'm thinking about, but I do like the idea. I think the idea is solid. Just going to figure out how to implement it. I think, um, I see Ariel last one today. Uh, do you do anything outside of Facebook ads to promote your releases? No, right now the only thing, well, the only paid thing I do is Facebook ads. Um, I, obviously make videos post to Instagram every single day. Um, I tweet, uh, regularly throughout the week. Um, so I am doing a lot of other things, engaging on other people's content stuff like that. Um, but paid just Facebook ads. I do want to test Snapchat ads. Um, and I do want to test, um, TikTok ads. I'll probably do TikTok ads first. I may not test Snapchat ads. We'll see. I don't know if I necessarily feel a compulsion to use Snapchat at all, but we'll see. I might test it because I know people have asked. I know you guys want to know. Um, so that's it. Um, Broken T, what is Web3? Any links you can share? Oh, man, don't get me started. Um, so Web3 is crypto. Um, and crypto, you know, every I think everybody at this point has probably heard of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a coin that is a cryptocurrency. Um, and then you have, and it's also its own blockchain. And then you have other coins which have their own blockchains like Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, Tezos, a ton down the line. Um, on these blockchains, some of them have things that are built on top of them. Like Ethereum is a, is a global virtual computer. And so you can build applications on top of Ethereum and on top of Ethereum, you can build things like NFT platforms where you can sell NFTs, which is a non fungible token 
which is um, a collector's item, or it can be the key to access something. It can be anything you want it to be, but it's a smart contract that is verified on the blockchain that allows you to do a whole ton of different stuff with it. So when I say Web3, I mean, uh, and a lot, a lot of people, a lot of very, very smart and successful people are positing that this new cryptographic solution where you own your data, basically what happens on these blockchains is you have a wallet, you own your data, you own your keys, you own everything. So instead of posting, we're on YouTube right now, YouTube owns my access to this platform. They can shut this stream down right now for no reason, delete my account, delete my data, and I can't do a thing about it. In the world of Web3, that's Web2. In Web3, uh, nobody can do that. Nobody can censor you. Nobody can shut you down. Nobody can delete your data. You own it all, and people are positing that that is the next generation of the internet. So when I say Web3, I'm talking about cryptocurrency and building in, on the decentralized web, which is what that is, NFTs, selling your art, creating communities on there, tokenizing them, that kind of thing. I'm very excited about that. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Clown, baby. NFT, NFTs themselves are big. Music NFTs will be bigger. I agree. I, I am excited to see some cool uh, and better solutions that will come out. <clears throat> I'm really excited to see when, not if, but when someone is able to build an effective streaming platform in Web3 that utilizes uh, microtransactions on a per stream basis. So it's not going to happen, at least not on the layer on layer one of Ethereum because of gas fees. I don't even think it'll happen on layer two of Ethereum for a while. I think it might happen on Flow. Uh, it might happen on Solana. But even then, gas fees have got to be um, even lower. But uh, and it may not be a per stream basis. It may be a batch thing, like a roll up. Um, but I'm excited to see somebody build an effective way to implement that where I log in to, you know, Spot of Web3, <laughs> Spotify Web3, and with my Phantom Wallet on Solana. I listen as much as I want to. And as long as I have Solana in my wallet, I'm able to pay for it. That sounds really cool to me. Um, and the ability to, you know, buy the song as an NFT directly from the platform and support the artist, buy their creator coin, um, get access to the their vault, their fan club, all kinds of stuff like that. Like it's coming. It's going to happen. Music NFTs are the future of what we do. And, you know, we'll get there. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, Let's say, uh, see, Ariel. Okay. Oh, okay. Really last one. It doesn't have to be the last one. You can keep asking as much as you want. Um, have you tried Spotify, Spotify marquee yet? Uh, wish I was able to use it, but not even close to 15,000 monthlies. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Um, maybe, maybe this next year I will. Uh, it's not something I've tested yet, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get to it. Uh, broken teeth. Thank you for the game. No problem, dude. Um, yeah, I, Back to back to Web three. I am very excited about that. I've just just as I've just recently discovered several new projects that I am very excited about and am planning to talk about on this channel. Um, and I have a couple of videos that are going to be lined up for January where I'm discussing uh, a couple platforms. I won't um, spoil it yet, <laughs> but. 
uh, a few things in the pipeline that I'm excited about uh, talking about. And, you know, it's just going to keep growing. It really is. Uh, let's see, Dizzler, do you think it's smart due to the iOS changes to only run ads for Android users on Facebook? Wouldn't it bypass that problem or am I missing something? You can get iPhone users later with algorithmic pushes. I think it's certainly worth a test. I'm always a fan of testing stuff. Um, if you want to test it, I think that's cool. Um, I personally do not plan to do that simply because... Yeah, I mean, yes, I understand the argument, but I don't I don't predict that it will have a significant enough impact on my advertising results um to to like warrant excluding that big swath of people. That's how I feel about it. Um but I think if, if you're, I also am just like not that curious about the difference between iPhone and Android. It doesn't bug me that much. Um, but if it bugs you and if it's worth the time for you to test it, I would test it. I mean, that's what my whole channel is about. It's just trying stuff and testing it and sharing what I've discovered. <laughs> like that's basically it. Right. So if you want to do that, then I would, I would definitely do it. Um, I'm all I'm always a fan of testing something new on Facebook ads. Um a 3-day, 5-day, 7-day test is always a good idea in my book. Just you know, throw a quarter of your budget, half of your budget at it for a week, see what happens, you know, as long as you're not undermining what's currently working. That's the biggest one for me. I made that mistake a lot in my earlier days. Always keep your best ad going. Always keep the best ad running. And as long as you're not sacrificing that good ad to test the other one, test, test, test. That's that's the move. Because, I mean, that's what every good advertiser does is they are always testing things. They're always trying something new, always seeing what works. And then some, sometimes it's going to fail miserably and that's just how it goes. Sometimes you're going to stumble on something that really does work. Um, and then, you know, you've got something that wouldn't have been there. So yeah, try it. That's what I would do. Hey, Jay Jose, woohoo. I'm early enough to catch the stream. What's up, dude? Thanks for being here, man. I'm glad you're hopping in today. Um, <coughs> yeah, uh, excuse me. I was probably pretty loud. Um, yeah, last stream of the year, dude. Um, we're gonna we're gonna close it out with uh, the Christmas tree, obviously. Uh, I assume my wife tuned in at some point because she put this Christmas tree up, and she said, "I'm going to check out the live stream just to be sure that it's there and that you didn't move it while you're streaming." So, <laughs> for watching, honey, I love you. <laughs> um, so yeah, last one of the year, man. Um, on that note, um. Actually, I'll get to that in a minute. Dizzler. Uh, yeah, testing is king for sure. Yeah, I'm just asking because of the higher cost some people have had. Yeah, since the iOS changes and I'm new, so tight budget. Totally get that. Running my first campaign soon. <laughs> um, since you're on tight budget and you're new, go everywhere. Don't exclude either one. The That kind of testing and implementation is really something you want to get into when you have a bit of a higher budget and you've got your feet underneath you and you know what you're doing. 
Um, <laughs> there's my wife, everybody. <laughs> yes, I have a question. How dare you? <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> I think that's fitting for the final stream of the year. Um, if anybody's watched The Office, that's what that's from. <laughs> um, that's amazing. This makes me very happy. Um, so let's see. Uh, Jay, uh, Tom, my last two releases have gotten around 35 to 40% popularity. Okay. And landing on some big playlists, but there's no movement on release radar. Could it be due to the save rate around 15%? Man, it could be. That's weird that there's not any movement on release radar. It's very weird. It could have to do with the save rate. It could have to do with where you're targeting what user behavior is like in those countries. Um, you know, I don't know what that, what that looks like for you, but, um, that could be a factor that leads to that save rate. Could also be stream rate streams per listener. Um, <laughs> seek truth and Kaleva. I love it. Yep. That's my wife, everybody. She rules. I'll have her. I'm going to call you out, honey. I'm going to have to make sure that you are on the live stream sometime next year. <laughs> Uh, hi everyone just popping on to see that christmas tree and say hello i love it oh man um that's ridiculous uh i miss dupree the third <laughs> i love it um dude uh if anybody wants to laugh and has not seen it you can go on tiktok and look up my wife and see a lot of amazing tiktoks um she is killing it on TikTok. If anybody wants to know how to succeed on TikTok, go look up Amy Dupree three, number three, not the, the three eyes. Um, and you will see not only an incredible execution of the last two years, she's posted literally every single day. She's only missed a couple of days, which is like the biggest key if you want to win on TikTok. But also you can see me getting uh, blindsided on a weekly basis by horrible, horrible dad jokes. So if you want to laugh, you want to share some funny things with your family over the holiday, her TikTok is amazing. Yes, I'm sure I want to do that. <laughs> um, let's bring the missus. Love it. You got it. Uh, let's see, John, what part uh, of near Atlanta are you from? My wife is from Snellville near Snow Mountain. Yeah, I know Snellville. I'm from a town called Madison. It's about an hour east of Atlanta, tiny, or at least when I grew up, it was a tiny little town. I think it's gotten a little bit bigger, but as most do. Um, but yeah, it was a charming little town. Um, it's a great place to grow up. Uh, see truth. I love it, man. Um, yeah, I, I may have to get Amy in here on a live stream one day, or maybe, um, maybe she can teach me how to get better at TikTok, and then we'll do like a, a dual live on there. I think that's a thing. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. I wish you all the best. Man, thank you, Kaifos. I appreciate you, dude. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you guys, this has been an amazing year um, for for me, for this channel, um, hopefully for some or all of you as well. Um, it's been a ton of fun to get to do this every single day. Um, I am full of gratitude for every single one of you, for your attention, for your friendship on the internet, for your community, for being encouraging and inspiring and kind to me and to one another. And it's been a lot, a lot of fun. And I'm really excited that I get to keep doing this. Uh, 
I mean, it's kind of crazy that this is what I get to do every day. Um, so thank you guys for being here throughout the year and for showing up to these live streams. Next year, we're going to be making some changes to the stream. I want to do a better job of providing a more fun and engaging stream than just like one-on-one -on -one talking thing. I think this is definitely helpful, but um, I want to switch it up because I think this can get a bit stale. Um, maybe some of you disagree. <laughs> That's cool. I appreciate you if you do, but I know that um, this can get a little bit stale just like sitting and talking for an hour. So I want to do some more stuff on here. I also am planning to move the stream to Wednesdays because I am not, it's very rare that I'm gone on a Wednesday. Almost never am I gone on a Wednesday, but Fridays do happen and I don't like dropping streams. So what I'm thinking is regular stream on Wednesdays, maybe an additional stream a Friday every once in a while, maybe once a month, every two weeks, something like that. And we'll figure out what that looks like. But, um, I will always keep you up to date in the community section here on YouTube, uh, on Instagram, uh, especially in stories and stories on here. So as long as you're kind of like paying attention to one of those two places, you'll know about what's coming up. Um, <clears throat> let's see, Mr. Clown baby. What are your thoughts on Spotify? Reason I ask is many local artists where I am are not wanting to get on these platforms. I think Spotify is a necessity at this point in time. Uh, I think that it needs to be viewed as a self-paying top of funnel like fan grabber basically it's definitely a place to consume music but what you really want to do is you want to find people on there and then give them the opportunity to go deeper with your brand so spotify isn't the end-all be-all but it is a very important part so i understand the want to not be on there but i think it is important that you be on there because of the discovery because of its power as a platform, um, I would recommend being on there. Uh, Broken Tea, I would love a dual interview of how you balance life as creative and marriage. Most musicians could use some tips, <laughs> LOL. Yeah, for real. You know, that's a good idea. Um, that's a good idea. I'm going to talk to my wife and see if she would want to do that because I think that would be cool. Um, <clears throat> maybe that's something we could do together in a way that we could both use it for what we do. Because what we do is very different. We both do the internet thing, but, you know, her version of internet and my version of internet are very different. So if we could figure out a way to make, make those work together, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. Well, on that note, you guys, I think that, um, I think it might be about time to wrap this one up. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful wonderful holiday season um whatever holiday you celebrate i celebrate christmas so i will say merry christmas uh happy whatever it is you celebrate um and have a happy new year uh thank you all again i know i already said it but thank you all again for being here all year thank you for coming to these live streams thank you for watching the videos for engaging for hanging out for being cool and for showing up and working and making this fun um it is inspiring to see everybody else working too. So thank you all for an amazing 2021. I hope 2022 is anywhere close to how amazing this year has been. Um, I look forward to being back here in January. I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to go dark <laughs> um, and I'll be back in January. I'll let you guys know when the next live stream is going to be. It's probably going to be first week of January, probably on Wednesday. So that's the plan for now. 
Uh, you're very welcome, Claybo, for all the help, man. Thanks for the kind words. Um, that's the plan for now, and I'll see you all in 2022. Much love. Have a great, great holiday. Peace.